so I appreciate the chance to gather together to uh, hear some teachings and uh, um, sometimes maybe uh, yeah it doesn't feel so pertinent to where we are in our practice or uh, so I invite you to listen you know beneath the words to the being together to your own process your own mind and body and mm, with a sense of uh, with a wish that you find something nourishing in this time we have together Yeah, whether that's from the words or the being together or just something in your own mind and body that you can be with as you're here. It's just a real invitation to take the talk lightly and uh, yeah, may it be of benefit. So I'd like to continue a series of the second in a series of three talks on three consecutive Fridays on the five spiritual faculties. So um, I'm going to spend a little bit of time at the beginning of this talk recapping a bit on uh, what we covered last week. And I'm basing these talks on a wonderful quotation from the teacher Saidao Utajaniya and uh, so I'm going to begin by reading that and I w- will be on the board again till just after lunch on Saturday that's tomorrow isn't it yeah tomorrow so if you want to look at it they'll be there for a while so so this is what he said when there is faith sadda Effort will arise. When there is effort, Uriya, mindfulness will become continuous. When mindfulness, Sati, is continuous, stability of mind will be established. When stability of mind, Samadhi, is established, you will start understanding things as they are. When you start understanding things as they are, panya, faith will grow stronger. So, you can hear there's a kind of cyclical so uh, process. Of, perhaps we can recognize somewhat from our own practice uh, uh, an example of uh, mm, the way that the, these different wholesome factors of mind, such as these, work together, support each other. As somebody said to me today, it's a kind of a lawfulness in when we bring forth even one of these qualities. Maybe it doesn't always, so I was saying last week, have to begin with faith. We might come in you know, another point with, with mindfulness and, or with, ins- you know, sort of bringing to mind insight. And 
So how, how in our practice, I mean, what I might invite you to reflect a little, you know, in your life, in your practice, you can sometimes really see these sort of, you might call them virtuous circles or positive feedback loops or something like that, where you can see that just some, you know, it doesn't have to be these factors, but, you know, some... Um, for example, for me, what can often happen or bring me into this process is the experience of kindness or generosity. And I've heard people speak about gratitude as a way in, and that's, that somehow that that, for me, often it's the experience of generosity and that that kind of shared sense of kindness or you know, goodwill between myself and another person that that kind of has this sort of faith inducing um, effect and I know we're all different in that way so um, part of what I wanted to do is, as well was to just recap a little bit on the, the faith quality and just um, maybe reflect a little on what do do you know do you do you know how you are encouraged you know do you know do you understand for yourself how that happens you know i think cuz it really is different for different people so you know i think to really know and understand that for ourselves and, and and that there isn't just one way maybe different ways you know again as i just mentioned um with the experience of generosity or kindness. And then the reflection of the, the memory of that and bringing that to mind, you know, or a beloved place, you know. And I, so I was saying, you know, we have these uh, maybe faith-inducing experiences or the, the words of another, you know, often classically it's that hearing the Dharma, hearing a teaching. And, but the, the practice of... of uh, remembering or recollection me- means that our faith-inducing uh, experiences can be portable. Right? So we don't necessarily need that person or that place or that voice, but we can we can learn, we can practice to yeah find and um, yeah and when when we need to. So what, what is it for you? And I think this is so interesting is I think sometimes I can see in myself even after many years of practice that there can be a sense of, of, of bumping into some sense in which um, I didn't quite realize but actually the faith is not quite there. I've been leaning on something or leaning on someone or, you know, and then somehow when I... You know, when I look sort of within, it's just, I can't, I can't find it. And I think sometimes that's because the meanings, we've sort of taken on the meanings of other people, you know, or the, the, the meanings in the teachings, or the book, yeah, sounds great, and oh, we're so inspired by the way somebody else talks about faith and the way they're inspired. We kind of latch on, you know, um, and maybe that can work for a while, and then maybe it does get internalized and then become something really, you know, embedded in our mind and our heart. Um, 
But I don't know if you know what I mean. I, I think it's like, what is the meaning for you? I, th- I think maybe also different, maybe for some people it comes more easily. You talk about, you know, types or faith types or, I don't know, I'm an aversive type. So maybe, <laughs> I don't know if we aversive types have trouble with faith. Yeah, faith. Yeah, right. Okay. Great. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe, you know, for you, it may be very alive, very accessible. And for some of us, perhaps, like, hmm, not so much. <laughs> or, you know, it's a bit quirky. It's a bit sort of, if we told anybody else, we might be a bit embarrassed <laughs> to where we find it. Um, we have to be a bit creative with that. But it's there because it's a natural human quality, isn't it? So that's also, to me, very interesting that, all of the great wholesome qualities of mind. It's like we, we, if we didn't have any faith, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't get up in the morning. It's like, yeah. So there's some, there's something. Maybe sometimes it feels like, oh, I just get up because if I didn't, you know, I'll get in trouble or, you know, then they have to come and find me. So why aren't you in the hall? Or <laughs> so. So different motivations. But there's probably a little bit of faith in there as well. Just what are we moving towards? You know, maybe again, especially for those of us with those of us with strong tendencies to aversion, we're always trying to avoid everything, you know, or criticize it and reject it, or we'd rather be somewhere else or all of this kind of thing. <laughs> that to to what is it where that we feel we want to move towards? So this is the quality of faith I wanted to kind of lift up this evening is what draws you, you know, what kind of oh yeah, you know you can feel something in you that's not a it's not a kind of grabbing or I want to get it for me, it's more like a kind of something in us comes to life it's like oh yeah, that's oh interesting, kind of that um, inspires some interest and uh yeah, something about, um, for some people I think maybe it works very much as, as, a, on, as a vision, a vision of possibility or potential. Um, and again, as I was suggesting earlier, I think for some of us, I think it's, it, for me, it's very much connected with a sense of love and care. That's basic sense of motivation to practice or to do anything really is like, the sense of encouragement that comes from thinking, well, you know, maybe this is going to be of benefit to someone else. <laughs> that somehow can, you know, have... And, and of course, as the Buddha is always saying, it's, you know, for others as to yourself, it's, this is trying to include all beings and animals and the earth. And maybe we find, you know, what, what is it that where our, our love really, really pulls us really calls us, really draws us. So, or maybe for you, maybe for some people, I think there's this very strong, like, I want to understand the mind. I really want to understand what the heck this is, you know, (laughs) what's happening. What is the nature of mind, you know? So there's a different quality to that, isn't there? But it's still, it's like, what, what is it for you? And perhaps for some of us, there's there's a sense of uh, I don't know quite how to describe this. Um, a sense of 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 
something of, of awe or mystery or the sacred or the divine or something that we can't, mm, maybe in our most poetic moments may have some sense of, but something is still real for us. That's that somehow that sense of the sacred or of beauty. That something that is hard to put into words, but but we we feel it, we know it. It's it's real for us. Yeah. So there are just some thoughts and further thoughts about what inspires faith and how. Um, yeah, I think for some people it's science, you know, and it's not, that's really interesting, kind of the, you know, just being inspired by what scientists do and discover and describe or try to describe and um, how that can kind of bring this sense of wonder and, and kind of amazement and, and wow, how on earth is that all happening and yeah. And I also, so I also want to share, um, just one other piece from last week, um, because for me it's it's almost always when I read it uh, kind of a source of inspiration and encouragement. And I think it kind of brings together some of those different threads or different um, uh, sources or aspects of inspiration or, or faith that um, I was just describing. So this is Albert Einstein, you probably, you probably all know this. Very well. So he wrote, slightly changing the pronouns. A human being is part of a whole called by us universe. A part limited in time and space. They experience themselves, their thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest. A kind of optical illusion of their consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole nature in its beauty. So, for the rest of the talk, I'd like to offer a few reflections on the next, two, on the the first two um, parts of this uh, Seidel's teaching on this, these these five faculties or powers. So, um, the link between faith and and effort. Sadha and Virya. So he he says, where there is when there is faith, effort will arise. And so um, this word effort, I'm I'm going to offer maybe just three different aspects of this because I think it can be quite confusing. Um, uh, and the word here is 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 Virya. Um, for effort, it's used for effort. So, um, 
first the first thing the first aspect of that to just to to lift up is this sense of virya as um you know energy like i'm saying inspire that this in breath the sense of ah you know so it's an it's an energetic experience yeah it's it's um something happens to our vitality you know uh, we might think of it as the fuel, the fuel for practice, the fuel for our life. That's sort of in, sort of innate in our body mind, isn't there? And a heck of a lot of energy in here. Again, I am not a scientist, but my understanding is like you prod around in there, and all those molecules and atoms, like a heck of a lot of energy going on, right? <laughs> it doesn't always feel like that, does it? <laughs> it's like, um, Oh, God, you know, another day, another sit, and I don't know. I feel so tired. <laughs> um, so what happened? <laughs> what happened? You know, and of course we do. We have sickness and aging and energies do wax, wax and wane. But do you, you know, do you ever have that experience where I don't know, I can't think of exact experience. You know, you're just plodding along, and then something happens, somebody rings you up, or you read a bit of a book you get, and suddenly you're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and like, well, what happened? You know, where did all that energy come from? And So this is, this is, you know, this is so obviously an ongoing exploration of sort of how to, how to understand, how to access this, this human energy. It's like, boy, you know. And I think so often we, we're not, there's so much that gets in the way of it or, you know, we're sitting on it or we've shoved it into a corner or, you know, it's a bit embarrassing, you know, or, um, or we have like too much, you know, it's all bubbling and, you know, so it can be very confusing, I think. And so, so this key part of practice where we recognize what, um, what, what, brings up energy and then how we apply it right this is obviously where this is how we channel our energy and that's so much of what we're learning isn't it in our life and in our meditation how do you channel this you know what do you do with this precious gift this this you know resource which is you know going to evaporate when we die and we have we we, ha- we don't even have it, do we? But there's something available, something, something potentially so beautiful and so helpful and healing. And you all know this. And I'm not talking baloney here, am I? I hope not. But that this human energy, isn't it? When it's channeled, when it's when it flows in in wholesome channels, it's so powerful. You know, and I think. You know, I can't remember there's that quote by somebody who said, we're not frightened of our lack of power or something. We're frightened about our potential, you know, how. And I think there's some truth in that. And um, and sometimes I think on a silent retreat, you know, it can, it can get a little bit like, okay, you know, behave, clamp down, like keep your energy tidy, you know, only two inches outside your body, don't bother anyone else, you know. And don't be too loud and walk very quietly and keep it all, you know. Um, and uh, so that's not, I mean, that's something interesting is we, we want to be respectful and careful of other people's space, but can we do it without, like, you know, tightening up and 
and being like that. It's like, can we allow our energy, can allow the energy of our being to just to to have, well, yeah, how much space does it want or need? That's like, whole room? There's room for everyone else as well? We're out, outside? So I think part of... For me, understanding that sometimes it feels like a vitality gets squished into a little, and then actually it just needs to, you know. And sometimes I think the tiredness comes from just that, you know, walking around, carrying, holding it in. God, it's like, why am I so tired at the end of the day? I'm walking around like, God, blimey, yeah, I'm really, this meditation is very tiring. Blimey, it can't be, yeah. So, so what if you weren't doing that? <laughs> what if you were just walking around like, yeah, well it's, and is that okay? And I think, you know, for some of us, maybe a sense of then, it's like, we're not sure we want to be that visible or that embodied or, you know, we, because, yeah, possibly in the past that's been, like our vitality's been squashed or, you know, we've been harmed or, targeted or something for being too visible or too too big or something so you know it's like okay but maybe there's possibility here to actually be big you know why not <laughs> and it's okay and there's still room for everyone else and it doesn't mean you have to be you know making less room for everybody else this is one of these magical things and more space for you maybe that's actually helping other people have more space I don't know but so another another way we might think about it is enthusiasm you know enthusiasm like that's such a oh. I mean I think the derivation of that word means something like you know possessed by God or something so you know that could be like hmm yeah, I'm not sure about that. It's maybe a little over the top. Um, <laughs> you know, and again, maybe in a place like this, you know, it's like somehow not very respectable or, you know, proper to be enthusiastic here. But I question that. I question that. And again, it could. It, it doesn't have to be all very big, and but just maybe allowing... Our, our our love or our you know allowing that to 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 come out or to yeah to to be so um as a quotation I wanted to share from Sharon Salzberg, which I love about this faith bringing energy or effort she said wrote in her book on faith. Faith is the animation of heart that says, I choose life. I align myself with the potential inherent in life. I give myself over to that potential. Isn't that lovely? It's, it's aligning oneself with the potential. I give myself to this potential. How does that, to me, that, that's like, whoa, you know, really, whoa. Because 
you know, we might hear the words, we, we you know, have the idea, yeah, human beings have a lot of potential, but like acknowledging it here and now, And to me, that's quite, in the moment, it's like, Ooh. And what would it be to, to give oneself to, in a way, to that potential, to cultivating it, to honouring that, to remembering that? Because, you know, again, I, I think for so many of us, we, we, we tend to shrink to our limitations. Yeah? We tend to... Uh, keep sort of like what is it like I don't know an elastic band or something you just stretch and it's open and then oh but you know let me just kind of it kind of shrinks back to a sense of you know limitation and all the sort of self view or views of the world or you know what you know how again you know in very real ways others have have maybe prevented us or you know stopped us from from living into our potential so it's not like that's a real thing in 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 the way the world is harsh and um, oppressive in different ways and then we kind of carry that sort of in our systems and so hopefully a place like this where we, we're trying to maximize a sense of safety and space and respect and, and care it's like we can maybe you know dare to uh feel more open to that sense of, of potential. So application, learning how to how to channel our energy, you know, to the extent that we can. Of course it's not all up to us. There's all kinds of conditioning, isn't there? And and just habits of mind. There it goes. Okay, oh, there it goes again. There it goes the fifteen hundredth time today. There, oh, there it goes again, you know, so we know we can't, we're not, we can't just, you know, build a nice dam and have it all go in that direction, right, done, good, okay, all right, lovely, I'll go and have a cup of tea now. Um, <laughs> that we have to again and again learn how to, to, to redirect and rechannel or hold. Like when I was thinking about maybe lots of different skills around energy like making space for could be one or um like soothing like i could start feeling like you're dealing with these different animals or an animal in different states okay it's trying to soothe soothe like stroke the horse you know or rouse you know like dog's lying, it really doesn't want to go for a walk. He's like, come on, come on. And he's like, oh, I don't want to go for a walk. He's like, come on, come on, you'll enjoy it once we're out there. Or how, you know, sometimes so much what we need to do is to let the energy find ways of letting it spread. You know how that energy have, has that tendency to kind of get all over here or all up here or kind of blocked here and and how, you know, and then the uh, we can, you know, our legs just, we don't, they don't really feel our legs. <laughs> well, there's no energy in them. And so the mindfulness of the body, the mind, the body full of mind, body filling, filling with awareness. That, And then the way energy follows attention, right? Energy follows attention. Hmm. So there's a lot to explore. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to... 
maybe different ways of, of, of handling or relating to our energy that can help us to, to, uh, to uh, mm, let it, let it, let it flow for our benefit and the benefit of others. Um, so energy and then application and then I just briefly wanted to mention right effort which is actually a different word it's um, vayama so right effort you know in the eightfold path and I think the difference is that what what this highlights is more the skillful and unskillful wholesome and unwholesome that 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 what we're you know, maybe in learning to work with our energy, understand, handle, channel, so is is um, in the service of right effort to put aside what is unhelpful, to guard the mind against unskillful influences, to establish what you sense is good, and to support and encourage skillful influences. So that range of the four, the four kinds of right effort. Um, so let's see. So I want to go on to the next bit, which is where there is effort, mindfulness will become continuous. So where there's, I mean, and, and this is for you to look into your own experience. I, I think this is, so so there's some sense of inspiration some faith encouragement then the energy the energy can the energy comes with that and then the pr- being present becomes a lot more attractive <laughs> or possible or supported or um, because the energy is the energy is there for us to, uh, yeah, to channel to to um, tune into, and that's here and now. So then the mindfulness is yeah. So the energy flows into that, isn't it? Through just this moment to moment, paying attention here and now, or you know continuing with our theme of the body or metta or whatever it is, that where the where the interest and the energy keep we keep in touch with what our interest really is, right? Then it naturally the mindfulness it's supported. So it feels to me like one of the places we get really stuck and really in trouble is where we lose touch with the faith, the actual interest, the genuine and then it's like everything seems to sink into this kind of um, got to kind of effort where I've just got to keep going, keep plodding along, God, keep plugging away. You sort of almost lost touch with why you're doing this. <laughs> just keep going, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And of course, maybe sometimes actually we need to be able to do that as well. And then at some point the faith will come back in again. I mean, I certainly had experiences like that. So where there, is, where there is energy, then mindfulness will become continuous. So 
so many, so many ways, so many ways we can support ourselves with this, isn't there? So many ways and so many different kinds of practice. And um, I wanted to say something about um, continuity. Because I think for me that how continuity is actually supported is, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, um, at least in my experience, it, it needs, uh, it needs, or the, the, the energy, the effort needs mm, some other things, some other qualities or aspects to help it. To help it prevent it from becoming just forcing and pushing and all of that kind of thing. So I was thinking of how um, a simple practice with breathing that I've used at times where, you know, you use little phrases or words. And I'll just, I'll just share this because I think sometimes a skillful use of words can be, you know, as you know, with meta practice in different ways, just can be like a, what's the word, like a, a link, or like a little, like it plugs, it can help bridge the gap between our faith and our mindfulness, or, you know, it like the energy can, because when we find the right words, you know, like in meta practice, or that it helps, it just kind of supports the mind, and oh yeah, that's all we're doing. Okay, right. And then maybe eventually you can let go of the words. Um, yeah, so I recently was using very simple, not even a phrase, just the words. Um, rest. It's on the... On the using in breath out breath rest present awake relaxed and just somehow again in terms of how we how we support the continuity for me those just just taking a very simple example that just four words that kind of somehow sort of gather in and support the, the continuity. And perhaps, yeah, those might be different at different times. And obviously with the continuity, you, you know, you know, it's, it's the coming back and the patience with that. And I know you all know this, but it feels worth saying anyway that... If if we're trying to just stay, 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 there's a kind of there's a kind of tension where somehow that sense of allowing the the coming and the the the, the going away and the coming back that that is what really allows the continuity to deepen in a way which has no aversion, no forcing, no. It's just in a way again, it's based on faith, isn't it? We come back because of that. It's like that. Just so, some like I'm like I was saying. Those those words for me can be a kind of just a resting, relax, you know, relax or whatever. Just helps to remind me what I need to remember in those moments. Another um, quality that I I feel is 
is really important for continuity is some sense of inclusion or acceptance as a as an ongoing intention or practice and and again maybe this is really really obvious but i i i realized when i was thinking about it for me being inclusive feels more actually supportive of continuity than a kind of like time bound you know like a linear okay this moment that moment that moment that might continue you know somehow that gets me a bit on that sort of treadmill feeling whereas if i think of include this include include and this and this you know it's like it's got somehow more of a you know the embracing what whatever is happening it kind of has that um encouragement to it and isn't isn't that what continuity is in a way or what it what it one way of understanding what it blossoms into Stephen Batchelor said awareness is a process of deepening self-acceptance whatever it observes it embraces so again different 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 things for different people um and just a couple of other things obviously the skillful handling of difficult energies like if we if we don't include that in our sense of how mindfulness deepens we just it just gets so discouraging doesn't it because difficult energies keep coming up in different ways very subtle or not so subtle so having that confidence and that faith right there with you know the difficulties that come and like it's okay it's okay you know there this this is workable and, and we have we bring our skillfulness to that again based on the faith that says i choose life i align myself with a potential you know and that includes this it includes this so maybe the maybe yeah maybe the last thing in terms of continuity and i was thinking about for me what what really and this kind of goes then into the next the next part of this process of of uh mindfulness then kind of bringing about stability of mind it seems to me if there isn't some quality of it, of enjoyment in practice that continuity is not got a hope <laughs> you know that somehow that if even if it doesn't mean it's all easy it doesn't mean it's easy but there's some kind of again i i think this comes back to something about authentic like we 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 really really um have our own our, our own way of practicing it's like it's it's real to us it's authentic it's there's something about i know I, sometimes i think of this image of like being in a sandpit or i don't know if that may not work for you but sometimes i think to be able to even bring in that sense of enjoyment how does that how does that 
come for you? How how is that supported? That I I think that without some enjoyment, um, yeah, it it's like why why would you why would you stay? Why would you keep doing this? <laughs> Something else more pleasant over somewhere else. So, so the Buddha is very canny about this. It says, yeah, that's it's the 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 pleasantness that is. You know, one of the things that then validates the faith and keeps you, oh, there's something here. There's, yeah. Not that it's always pleasant, but I, yeah. So where is the enjoyment? Maybe it's more accessible than we think. You know, again, maybe speaking in as aversive type where everything has to be very difficult all the time, where it's not real practice. Um, enjoyment? Hmm. You know, it's like, it can be a bit, a little bit suspicious of that. Or like, you know, like it's got to be slacking, you know. So it's like really, really looking and investigating that and seeing if, if there's anything of that, you know, for you in terms of, yeah, what inhibits a sense of, like, it's really, really okay to enjoy this. <laughs> like, the one that argues with that, this is no way, I can't be right. Who have you been talking to? <laughs> yeah. So, enjoyment and, uh, yeah, um, so maybe I'll see, okay, so I think I'll finish, I'll close these reflections with um, sharing one of my top ten quotes, if I had to go to a desert island and only had ten, and this might well be one of them. Um, from the great Thai forest teacher Ajahn Chah. So, try to be mindful and let things take their natural course. Then your mind will become still in any surroundings, like a clear forest pool. All kinds of wonderful rare animals will come to drink at the pool and you will clearly see the nature of all things. You will see many strange and wonderful things come and go, but you will be still. This is the happiness of the Buddha. Thank you for your attention. So let's uh, let's close our evening together by chanting the reflections on the sharing of blessings. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.